Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. I have with me another very special guest, an artist named Karina Moser. How are you? Good, thank you. I'm so glad to, to be with you here today. Yeah, I'm glad that you accepted to appear on my podcast, on my show. And I was very intrigued by your kinds of uh, paintings and uh, what you do with the colors. The color scheme is very interesting. Also, the titles that you put to your art. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about yourself before we start? Yeah, so, well, I grew up in a family which was, I think my main influence was my dad. He wasn't an artist, he was a physicist, but he was one of the people who just, I mean, really amazing people with a variety of interests. And I think, I mean, I guess you get educated, you go to college, but I think everything I know, everything, I mean, whatever I am, I owe to my father because he... He loved music, he loved art, he loved books. I mean, and he just introduced me to everything. So mm, I've been painting my entire life, like more focused on it and a little bit less depending on how busy I, I am. But in the past years, and I think it's mainly related to my daughter who finally grew up and lives on her own. I'm actually very, very like, it's kind of my number one priority now, you know? I also teach, but uh, now I kind of more focused on my paintings. And while mm, I don't not, do not have any, um, I do have a, a lot of college degrees, but I do not have a degree in, well, painting, you know? Yeah. So I'm pretty much, um, I would say, I, I, I've, I've taken a few classes here and there, but, um, mainly I'm pretty much self-taught and what I'm doing now is I think I developed a pretty unique style of blending uh, it's pretty minimalistic uh, and maybe even monochromatic because it's like usually shade like what I do is like say take the blue and it's usually like million shades of blue like layers and layers of the color and I do believe that it's once you're layering them and blending the way I do it, it's really kind of brings up the brilliance, you know, solid colors that it's not just blue, it just starts to, you know, interact with the other shades. And I just love doing it. I really do. And I guess uh, people seem to appreciate the results of this. Yeah. Um, so your artwork also comes with titles because you know, there are artists like uh, Kandinsky that yeah. would keep it like, uh, you know, the composition number one, number two, number 2000. <laughs> but uh, exactly. yeah, but you, your titles have a lot of uh, impact and the rigor, shall we say, to them. Like uh, the little prince, shall we say, uh, le, pe le petit prince. Uh, which is uh, lovely, I think. And when you see the, the kind of uh, the, the painting itself, you're kind of thinking about the little prince. So do you think about the different influences and inspiration that you want or the themes that you want to depict in your paintings? Do you, you think about that before you yeah, 
I actually, it makes me really happy that you mentioned The Little Prince because that's a very big influence on me. It's actually my favorite book. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's not kids book, you know, it's for all of us adults, you know. I mean, there's so much wisdom in that book. And I think what I'm trying to do, I mean, that's probably one of the main things for me, The Little Prince. What I'm trying to project with my art, just this kind of sense of peace and kindness, serenity. And I do think that we really all need it because the way, especially now, everybody's life is turned upside down, you know? Yes. I mean, we really need it. And I hear a lot of feedback from people who actually uh, buy my art or just appreciate it. Like, just thank you for, you know, giving us some peace and that, that kind of stuff. And that really warms my heart because I, I just I just think the art should be for people, you know, not just yeah. to give you some emotional support. I think that's, that's what it's all about. And that's what The Little Prince is all about, you know. You need to be responsible for the ones you tamed, you know, like your friends and that kind of stuff. So, and uh, we, I mean, I also kind of, I guess when it comes to my work, you know, it probably projects this simplicity. And I do truly believe in that because how much do we really need? You know what I mean? We already got all kinds of junk. So it just, I'm trying to kind of be more into that simplicity and minimalism and tranquility. Mm-hmm. It's kind of soothing for the soul, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, the soul has a lot of uh, different kind of facets to it, and the yeah. soul wants uh, contrary things. But you also have, uh, have something that is uh, very interesting, a different type of art, which is uh, dancing, specifically, oh, yes, yes ballet. Um, By it, yep. Yes. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about that kind of, uh, you know, mode of, of expression yeah, that's in your been, life? Yeah, because, you know, that's been kind of instilled in my soul since, I think, I think I started at age five, you know. Uh, I was, um, I grew up in Moscow. I mean, I live in the U.S. now. My husband is American, so, but I've been here for like 27 years, but I grew up in Moscow and uh, when I was little, I was admitted to the uh, Bolshoi Theater Company, which I guess is a big honor, you know? Yes. And I think that really, I mean, I did not become a star. And I guess that, uh, I think about the time, you know, you graduate from high school, my father realized it. Well, and in Russia, ballet training is really, really, I mean, you do it 24 seven. I mean, there's nothing else you can do. I mean, very, very strict. So it's it's different in the US. In Russia, you just do it at literally 24 seven. So my dad said, okay, maybe that's good enough. And I went to college to study literature and all that kind of stuff. But I think it really made a big impact on me. Like. Obviously, I'm an unfortunate perfectionist because, well, you're not allowed to make mistakes in ballet, you know? So, I mean, it's sometimes I finish my painting and 
I don't know. My husband says, all right, that's good, leave it. And I do leave it and then I come back five minutes later. Oh, no, that's not good. I have to fix this. And I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm the only one seeing it. You know what I mean? But as long as I'm still seeing it, it just, I can't find any peace. Yeah. It's, it's sometimes, I mean, I guess it's good and bad because it sometimes gets really annoying. Yes. Because it, it seems done, and then there's just that little tiny thing, you know? Mm. And I just, okay, let's do it again. So it's, I guess, well, long term, it's probably good because you, you know, perfect yourself. But it, sometimes it gets really annoying. It seems like it's, it's just done. Just, just go. Yeah. Wash your brushes and go. And I just cannot do And sometimes I wash the brushes and everything is back to relatively clean condition and that's oh actually not so there it goes it's a kind of never-ending process yeah yeah so you've mentioned that you're an uh, maybe an uh, accidental perfectionist or it's something that is uh, obligatory um so you also mentioned that you're tired of looking at all, all those kind of different beautiful sketches and uh, the kind of uh, the art and the, the paint that is so uh, visual and you want to minimalize it. You don't, yeah, yeah you, you don't want the abstract even, want the complete kind of a pastiche of minimalism, mm -hmm. so. Yeah, yeah. I do love Kandinsky, you know what I mean? But I guess what I'm um, trying to do is just to kind of just take all the elements out of it, you know what I mean? And just, and I do, I mean, I don't know, I think, and I may be wrong, it's my personal opinion. I just think when you look at something without many elements, you kind of think, okay, what feeling does it give me, you know? And maybe some people may think it's they're seeing some mountains there or, or other people may think it's something else. But I think it's kind of very thought-provoking. I don't know. That's kind of what I get out of it. Basically, you can see whatever you want in there. And I'm actually surprised that sometimes when I finish it, I ask my husband or my daughter, what do they see in, in that particular painting? And uh, like, I mean, there's I'm saying my husband or my daughter because those are the two first people who are available mm -hmm. to see it. And I'm surprised, well, how different the views are, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But as long as you get something out of it, I think that's my goal, you know? Yeah. You see the mountains, well, so be it. <laughs> yeah, so... Would you like to continue on this path? Would you like to teach more? Would you like to try different methods of painting? Well, I think I'm always, you know, up to any kind of challenge. And um, I, you know, I obviously, that's why kind of, you know, sometimes I do dances or I have some paintings with flowers, you know, which is not my thing, but I'm always, you know, whenever, like sometimes, why not? But I think the main thing I really like is that kind of just color blending, you know? And I do love teaching, I really love it. I mean, it's obviously a more stable income than 
you know, yes. because all the students come, I'm sorry, but well, we all have to eat, right? So yes. uh, it's, uh, it's like more stable because, you know, the student is coming next week, regardless. But uh, regardless of that, I'm just joking. I really love it because uh, you get somebody who like maybe never had a brush in, in, in his hands and then, well, it's pretty good, you know? Mm. And now I mainly, I used to teach kids a lot and now I kind of mainly switched uh, to adults, but well, I do take kids, I love kids also. Because this, you know, I mean, kids are actually the best because they, they're so open, you know? Yeah. And they still not feel ashamed or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you ask any given adult, could you please draw me a horse? Oh, no, no way I can do it. Just draw, go ask any, any yeah, kid draw, outside. Draw, the... draw, me a, draw me a sheep. Yeah. Exactly. 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 Same thing with a little prince. Yeah. But adults will say, no, I cannot do that. Well, go ask any kid out there. He'll draw you a sheep. You know, so this is kind of fun. So, and they're really open and they're fun, you know, and by teaching, you actually learn a lot yourself, you know, like what people like. And I mean, I really enjoy doing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when, when you said that you have to eat and I thought about, you know, uh, Gustave Courbet and said that the artist is a kind of a dog, you know, in the modern world, the artist is looking for attention, looking for somewhere to eat, to sleep, have a roof over your head. Yeah. So what do you think about that kind of thing? That does the artist still remain a kind of a search, a nomad, shall we say, or is he more uh, traditional, shall we say? Yeah, I am obviously, well, Totally not traditional, <laughs> you know? So, but I don't know. It's just, I mean, it's like, let me show you this. Um, my, I'll show you my notebook, hold a second, I'll get it. Yeah, there's a famous quote, which I'm sure you know, but can you see it? Yes. Life is art, art is life. I never separated. And this is just, that's my journal. I mean, this is, yeah. I mean, I keep it, see all the notes I need, you know, all the sketches, is, everything is here. And I mean, I just, I mean, this is the way I live. There you go. Yeah. It pretty much summarizes how, you know how I look at it. Yeah. So it's just, it's, it's just part of my life, you know? Yeah. And even, even uh, any, I don't know, it, it might just, I think actually a lot of artists have a different view of life because like sometimes, you know, you go somewhere and some normal, totally not art related event. And I can see that, say like my husband sees it differently. Oh, I don't know, my friend, whoever I'm going with. And I'm always looking, oh, I can do this, or oh, that can be, you know, incorporated. Just like, just just any normal thing we all do every day, you know? It's kind of, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah, do you ever... Yeah, sorry. Uh -huh. yeah, okay. 
do you ever prepare uh, prepare kind of uh, sketches or drawing? It depends if obviously if it's some something with elements like flowers or dances or whatever then then I do but if it's uh, the blending thing I just start with paint yeah yeah that's the something which I do need to draw but this type um, type of work that I'm doing now with like that minimalism it's just pretty much you take a brush and just stop yeah, yeah. going back and forth yeah so are you thinking about something that when when you're painting something that inspires you that day or something you read or music you heard yeah that also but a lot of times um i guess i am not particularly outdoorsy person you know like some people you know keep going on some kind of hikes and then see nature and whenever i do um i do get inspired but I get a lot of inspiration from uh, photography, actually. Mm. And um, I follow a lot of really good photographers, like uh, professional photographers, like on Instagram. I mean, I, I, I really get very much inspired because, no, I mean, and I admire those people because they really sit there, the crack of the dawn to, you know, to just you know, catch that precious sunrise, which I probably would sleep through. You know what I mean? Yes. Sunsets are easier. <laughs> Sunsets are easier. Yeah, or they go to, I don't know, see the northern lights, you know, and yes. it's well, yes. not particularly warm outside, you know what I mean? So I do admire those people, and I mean, I get a lot of inspiration from them. So it's it's a big part of where I get my feeling, you know? So, yeah. and I actually know, like, a couple of photographers that I know, I actually... Might refer them to you if you would like. Mm. I I literally just oh I definitely need to. I never copy. I I I mean I don't see any point to copy a photograph because you can print it as much as you'd like. But it does kind of get in my in my brain as oh this is really good. And then I I almost I don't think I can copy. You know I start getting carried away. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I see a photograph and I say, oh, this is really cool. And then, well, it takes me somewhere else, which is good, I think, because we don't need to copy a photograph. We can just have another print. Yes. So, but it really just gives me kind of like a kickstart. Oh, this is good. Like sometimes it's just the colors, you know? So like a friend of mine painted something and it just, I don't know. I mean, not painted, uh, took a, photograph of something and I said, well, I can never believe we can have such a vanilla colored, you know, sunset or sunrise. I forgot what it was, but, and then I could get my palette and I start mixing. I love actually, because I never buy those, you know, you know, you can go to an art store and the colors well, in whatever names, or even if you go, like, suppose you want to paint your walls, I mean, I've seen people looking, okay, how many more shades of pink do we really need for the, you know what I mean? Mm. And people just, oh, do I need this pink or that pink? I mean, literally, when you put it on your wall, you wouldn't know it. It's the difference. You know those little swatches you get with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I never buy any of that. I just buy the basic, you know, colors, and then I mix it the way I want it. 
you know, like I just buy you normal red and normal blue or whatever. And then I just keep adding something until I like it. Like I said, I don't think I, I do buy it sometimes for students who just not into mixing, but for myself, I don't ever buy any kind of purple, you know, I'll just mix my own. Because yeah. then yeah. you get something unique. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, of course, of course. Um, do you ever, when you teach, you teach like the, the traditional kind of proportional methods of, of painting, drawing? No. <clears throat> no, I actually don't. I mean, sometimes when a student really wants it. So most of my students are already adults. And I think it's, I think I noticed a trend um, like say people work really hard through college so they can get a good job, you know, that kind of stuff. And they have time for well, nothing. They just focused on that. And then finally they graduate and then they get a job, a good job, and then, all right, you spend all day at work and then what else do I do? And then they kind of start, I think it happens like maybe, you know, after you're 25, kind of like, you know, like maybe, 25 to 35, that kind of age group. And then it's like, okay, what else can I do? But I mean, you can just only focus on your career. So they start exploring themselves and they're not trying to be professionals, you know? They just want to explore themselves. And I do believe that, I mean, it's all depends on your goals. I assume if you really want to just do only that, that maybe the traditional method works, but for people to just kind of have joy and, you know, explore their creative side, I I really don't do that unless they want to. I just said, okay, you just, I do show them some certain techniques, so they don't have to invent the wheel, you know, but technically, you know, I give them, I give them a whole lot of examples just to look and I always say okay but please let's not copy this that's just if you like the picture that's inspiration for you you know like there's some whatever landscape or something that's just for inspiration you know just actually even same with the kids I remember teaching kids um at school and I said okay and what I don't want guys to see is the blue sky and the green grass you know what I mean just I would be happy if you give me some purple sky, orange sky, whatever, whatever you want, you know, because kids, I mean, at school, especially, I mean, they're so kind of put into some, I mean, really stuck in a box, you know, so I kind of never liked it. They even give them, I don't know how it's in your country, but in Russia, I mean, I'm sorry, in the US, they even give them separate, you know, there's like a container with a lid and you stick the brush in the red, and then you stick another brush like in your blue. So basically, well, it's easier for the teacher because less clean up, but they don't even allow them to mix colors, which is, that's not art if you don't mix colors, yes. you know what I mean? Yes. yes. But it's uh, obviously much easier in terms of clean up for a teacher. And I just really, really hate that, you know? So when I was teaching, you know, a class of children, I was just, okay, just be creative. And they're like, Miss Karina, am I allowed to mix? I said, well, you have to, because 
Otherwise, what we're going to do? And I learned that the cleanup is not all that bad because once they're happy, they're more than willing to help clean up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I really, all like my coworkers, well, why are you doing that? I mean, you're going to just clean up for an hour here. No, they do it themselves. They're just happy. Yeah. I mean, it's just, if you're happy, you're more likely to help, you know? And they do really, really, really nice work. I can like show you sometimes. I'm really impressed what they can do. Just, I mean, they just kind of need to believe in, in themselves and go yeah. for it. So it's kind of the way I look at it, you know. Of course, it's good to have some basic education, you know. And I'm, you know, that's kind of took some classes here and there. But on the other, I mean, but on the other hand, it's totally okay to to break the rule. Like, you know, like I suppose the rule of composition is like two thirds, one third, you know, of a canvas, right? Well, a lot of really famous masters happily broke that rule, you know? Or like this perspective and there's a reverse perspective. Again, I mean, you can break the rule, but you kind of, I think you kind of, it's good to know the rule. Mm, yeah. And if you choose to break it and it looks good, well, that's fine. You know what I mean? It's not math after all. So we don't have to come to the same number. So it's kind of how I look at it. But I do try very hard to kind of just say, well, you know, the rule is like that. So, well, but feel free to break it if you feel like it's, you know what yes. I mean? So that's kind of how I look at it. But it's definitely good to know. And I mean, we all can, I mean, all of us, even artists who like sell their work or whatever, I mean, we can learn so much from old masters, you know, because it's just, just the basic, you know, I mean, we, we all need some kind of base, you know. Because I actually, one thing I don't like is like some people with, Absolutely no experience or nothing. They would just splash. All right, well, kind of, okay, Jackson Pollock could do splash painting, so I can do it too, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, they start splashing the paint. And, well, it does not look like Jackson Pollock. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And then they just, what really is funny, and then they just do it, and then they want to put a price tag on it, and let's just sell it. Yeah. It happens and it's really annoying because this is well not Jackson Hawk, you know. So this is kind of like, you know, there's always a line which you just need to kind of, kind of balance. You should cross some certain line, I think, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You All have of us. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Regardless of art, of course. Yeah. Okay. Uh, to have some kind of a limit or borderline, shall we say. Yeah, so I want to thank you so much for this lovely conversation. I'm, uh, I'm sure I'll, I'll go back to your paintings and try to look at, at the titles and the paintings together and then construct an image in my head. Well, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Karina. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching. Bye-bye.